0: Genesis chapter 1 okay. We're going to read the whole Bible through Let's go right. yeah. <laughs> well, I'll give you the short version It starts with God and it ends with God Amen. Uh, uh, Genesis chapter 1 These first three verses today It says In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth And the earth was without form And void darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. I think it's just amazing when God says it, there it is. Today we're going to talk about the power of the spoken word, power of the spoken words. Let's pray together now. For the lesson today Lord we love you Thank you again for your presence For the privilege of being here To hear from your word Lord touch our hearts to hear it To receive it To be better Lord challenge us and change us today Make us more like you And help me for a little while God To give words that will bless your people today We're going to praise you for these things In Jesus name And everyone said amen again Another hand clap to the Lord Hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You can be seated. and God bless you this morning. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. There, the the power of the spoken word. You know, I was thinking about that this morning. As of course I was studying, thinking of the scriptures, but I began to think about um, how powerful words can be, and we 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 all see that. We hear people talk about that. You see people. Posting things and sharing memes about what you say. Be careful what you say and how you say it. Things like that. But I I started thinking about just in the life in the world we live today about how words have just challenged not just an individual but groups of people or even a whole nation of people and made a difference an impact that is still things that we remember today things that are still recorded today. You can think all the way back. Um, if if I said uh, Gettysburg Address, you'd know what I was talking about. Most of you would, I guess. I guess they still teach that in school. I don't know. It's been a while, but but you would think about, uh, you know, Abraham Lincoln. That's that such a famous speech. And it was right after the Battle of Gettysburg, they were going to dedicate part of the battlefield there for the burial of the soldiers 51,000 that lost their lives right there but he got up to give a speech his speech was two minutes long when I I never knew that just when I hear Gettysburg address I think well, it was, if it's most like most president speeches it's like oh, okay I'm gonna be here a while it's gonna be on every channel and I'm gonna be here a while but two minutes 275 words long But we still remember four score and seven years ago. You know, it's the the opening line. We remember what he said in those things. You think about farther back when this country was trying to break away from um, the dictatorship of England and and they were getting ready for this um, Revolutionary War. Patrick Henry, if I were to say the words, give me liberty or give me death, you'd be like, hey, I've heard that but that inspired uh, a vote at that time where Virginia uh, joined into the revolution where you could think about uh, FDR when he said the only thing we have to fear. Yeah, and and that inspired a nation and and going uh, forward. And then JFK asked not what your country can do for you. There you go. And just things that... Words that were powerful. They were statements that were made at a time, in a time where it mattered, you know. And then, uh, probably even more famous uh, than you know that sticks in our mind right now is you. You think about uh, if I were to talk to you about "I Have a Dream." What an incredible speech, where a country where uh, Martin Luther King was. Uh, trying to bring a country together. And, and uh, if, you've never, if you've never read that speech or watched that speech, I highly encourage you to do so. It's powerful. But it moved people to be better. And, and, and sometimes, unfortunately, uh, great speakers uh, use their, their skill for negative things. Uh, if you've ever watched Hitler give a speech... Man, he was charismatic. He was exuberant. He was just, and I mean, just, but he was, of course, not getting people to do good, but the things he said, people just bought what he said and followed him. The whole country followed him. Whether they even believed in what he was actually doing or not, just obeyed and followed and went into a world war uh, where they lost, but, you know, his... His kind of speech, those kind of things, the power of the things he was saying caused people to turn against another group of people. And they tried to, you almost tried to wipe the Jewish people out. And so the, the power of the spoken word uh, is, you know, uh, a lot of times people don't realize the weight of what you say, what it carries, the weight that it carries. And so we just read God said, Let there be light. And there was light. Everything you see, you know, nine more times in Genesis chapter 1, you're going to read, and God said, and God said, and God said. And every time he said something, something happened. It came to pass. And so everything you see now, when you look at the sunsets, and you think, ah, how beautiful. We were watching the sunset the other evening. The, the, The sun was so like red, orange, and just beautiful in the sky. And you think, look at what God's doing. And that's all because of what he said. That's what he said. If you've ever been to the like Colorado or somewhere, like we went out to Yellowstone, been to Colorado, different places. Or maybe you've been to Hawaii or somewhere, and just seen these incredible, beautiful places. And and you look, and man didn't build that. God spoke that stuff into existence, and and the beauty of creation and all that it is, and everything that goes with it. Um, it came from his word. He spoke these things and they came to pass. God said it. And it's a great powerful principle that is demonstrated right at the beginning of everything. Is that what you say, there's power in your spoken word. You know, even in repentance, the scripture advises us to come with words. You, you don't come to the Lord to repent with your mouth clenched tight. You come confessing your faults. The Bible says if we confess our faults, he's faithful to forgive us. The, the power of apology, of words, just being able to let those words out. Uh, God has always intended for words to do something. He said, my word doesn't return void, but it accomplishes what I set it out to do. And uh, the thing about words is sometimes, even if you didn't mean it to do something, if you say it, it's out there, and it will still be like a rock thrown into a pond There's going to be a ripple effect from what you said. People come to you, well, you said this. Yeah, but I didn't mean that. Yeah, but you said that, and then this is what happens. That's why you have to be very careful with words. But we can also be very intentional with words and to see things happen in our life. By God's spoken word, authority was given. He gave authority and dominion to Adam to the first couple in creation so they could procreate, replenish the earth, subdue it. His spoken word gave dominion to man and the earth. And so we think about, you, you think about how the spoken word has affected and made a difference in your life today. Just think if you had never heard any preaching, where would you be? Where would you be? The Bible says God chose the foolishness of preaching to save us. But where would we be if there was no preaching? What, what would happen to us? Um, in Acts chapter 2, verse 14, it says, uh, we, we think about Acts chapter 2 because we love Acts. That's Pentecost, and we love it. But what if, it was never, what if there never was a preacher that day? What if nobody preached? But it says, Peter stood up with the 11, lifted up his voice, and said unto them. And, of course, he began to preach a message. And we know when he got to to verse 36, he said, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made that same Jesus. He's preaching. talking about Jesus, whom you've crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, when they heard it, but how could they hear without a preacher? See how powerful preaching is? This message was fixing to turn the world upside down. It wasn't just that they got to experience something in the upper room, but now they had faith and they believed in what had happened. And now they begin to speak about what was happening. And Peter, uh, they said, what do we do now? And Peter told them, of course, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and it goes on and on and on down. Uh, we could keep going. The promises unto you, your children, all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words, he testified and exhort, saying, save yourselves, words to save yourself by. Even when Cornelius, uh, uh, he went to preach for Cornelius, that, that God sent him to tell Cornelius in his house words whereby they could be saved the power of your words and man what we think about so many times today what do I need to further this mission what do I need to further the kingdom how can I help the kingdom? well just speak up you know if we could there's a lot of causes today where they say you need to speak up if you see something say something you know you've seen that you've, you've seen that things like that. And, and, and they should. We shouldn't be silent about uh, injustices and things like that. We should speak up. But what about the life-changing, life-saving gospel? Yes. What if we begin to just speak the things of the word? We, we talk about, we, we spend so much energy in conversations talking about things oftentimes that don't amount to nothing. And sometimes we just enjoy good conversation and that's how you get to know each other. That's fine. I'm not talking about... We should never do that enjoy fellowship and company and talk about things. I'll talk about deer hunting. I'll talk about cars. I'll talk about Star Wars. I'll talk about stuff with you. But that stuff will just go away. It won't really change anything. But when you start talking about Jesus, listen, heaven stands up and takes attention. When you start talking about the Lord, things that you can't see start stirring. Because that name is above every name. It's the name of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And when we start talking about uh, the things of the Lord, things start happening. The power that comes through what we speak. We were created in God's image. In other words, we're going, there's a lot of things like God that, that are in our DNA. And one thing is God had a voice and he spoke. And he was very intentional about the things that he spoke. And he had purpose for the things he spoke. And oftentimes, we need to purposely speak about things concerning the kingdom of God. Yeah. I don't want to be only a hearer but not, and not a speaker. Hearing is going to give me faith. Let's, let's Romans chapter 10. Let me, let me go there right quick. Romans 10 and verses... Uh, 13 through 17. This is just just a a refresher. We we know these scriptures, but it says, Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord. Well, you got called on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Of course, he's referring to baptism uh, from Joel chapter 2 and from Acts chapter 2 and then Paul's own conversion in chapter 9, Acts chapter 9. But how shall they call on someone if they've not believed? And how can they believe in him if they've not heard? And how can they hear without a preacher? If nobody's declaring this, speaking this, how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel for Isaiah or Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? There was words spoken, who's believed it? So then faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And man, somebody needs you know, it, it. Can't all be laid on uh, you know the pastor, and the the licensed evangelist or the missionary somewhere. But but each and every one of us has been given a measure of faith, and that faith had to come by hearing, and we need to speak what we hear. We need to talk about what we hear. I know we often say. Uh, you know, actions speak louder than words, Pastor. I get that. I, and I agree. You, you got to practice what you preach or what you say. You, you need to, if you're going to walk the, or talk the talk, you should walk the walk. I, I got that. But there's a lot of people trying to walk without talking. And, and that's not the way that we do. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4 and 13 says, We having the same spirit of faith according as it is written I believed it, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, therefore we speak. There's something about a faith-driven word coming out of a child of God's mouth. We Again, there's so many things that we think that we have to have. And, and I get it. We, we want the best of everything. We want to be excellent in everything we do. But we, we, we are undervaluing the, the power of, of just being able to speak a positive word of God. How powerful it is to just say the right thing at the right time. The Bible says if we see a brother overtaken in a fault, if we're spiritual to restore him. If we're spiritual, we're so well how do, how does that happen oftentimes? Is it because you gave him a fistful of hundred dollar bills or or is it or you know, you gave him a plate of food or something like that? You know, those things Don't last, but what you say can stick with them. Sometimes, you know, that's how you get answers. That's how people learn. If if nobody was talking, nobody's learning, nobody's hearing, nobody's having faith, nothing's getting done. The place we live, this world we enjoy, came to be by the Word. We are born again by the Word. Friend, we need to come to him with words. And we need to go to this world with words. Telling somebody. The man that had the legion of devils, he said, I'm going to go with you now. He said, no, go back and tell people. Publish it. Tell people all the good things that God has done for you. And he did. He went and told them. The woman that was at the well, she went back and she told everybody, come see a man who told me all I ever did. And some believed because of what they heard from her. Others said, "You know, of course, later they heard him and they believed. But, but it was because someone told what had happened. The power of your testimony sometimes is enough uh, to just get somebody inspired to say, I'm going to try Jesus too. Sometimes when you tell them, God delivered me and saved me, it, it, the, he, he changed my life, he, he, he brought me out of this addiction, or he brought me out of this situation, and they're like, that's the exact same thing I'm in. I remember one time when I worked for, uh, for ADT, and I was this, the bosses up there, man, they were rough. They were good guys, but they were just rough. And this one guy, man, he, his life, just I would hear him talking to people, and he was, his life was just spinning out of control. One day I, I had a job fall through, so I'm sitting in the office. So if I had a moment with them, I was about to tell them about Jesus. You can believe it. They, they was always trying to find me a job. Get him out of here. He's trying to get people saved, you know. Don't, but I sit there one day, and I was just talking. One of the guys I had known a long time, and I was talking to him. And the other supervisor was uh, he was sitting in there, and, and I saw my the friend of mine. He looked across the room, and he said, Man, what's the matter with you? And that other supervisor was just white as a sheet, and he was just sitting there with his hand over his face, and he was like, everything he's saying is exactly what I'm going through. And he, he felt something coming from that word, and, and he needed something that was said that day. He, he needed to hear how God can change a life and fix a life and put things back in order. Somebody needed to say something. Somebody needed to tell them about Jesus and, and when we believe, we speak. We don't just do. We can't be hearers and not doers. We've got to be doers. But sometimes it's the speaking that's the doing. There's sometimes there's no action, other action I can take except to tell you what the Lord said. You know, there's many times the Lord will say, speak something to me, and I'm like, all right, what what do I do with that? Say it. That's doing what I. That sometimes the speaking is the doing. We're, we're so worried about are we doing enough with our hands? Are we doing enough you know, with our actions, with, a, the, with our skills, with our talents? And Sometimes it's simply telling someone what God said to you, what God gave you, what God showed you, is what you have learned from God. Just tell somebody that people want an answer. Just tell me what to do. You ever been like stuck on something You're like, just tell me something. Tell me what to do. I don't know where to go. Tell me what to do. Give me the answer. You're you're just sitting in class and your teacher's trying to get you to work a problem out and you keep, that's wrong, that's wrong. Just tell me the answer. You know, just tell me. Tell me what to do. Tell me how to do this. The spoken word is so powerful for us as children of God because Jesus said, the things that I have done you shall do. And man, when you start reading the words in red, you start just reading about his life while he was here. How many things were impacted because of his word? Not just uh, where he was going, where he was walking, but it was what he would say. One time he would he would preach and they and do miracle signs, and they said, "What a word!" Because they'd never so we never heard it like this. Now they've seen people you know uh, imitating and doing. There were people that uh, were. You know, witches and wizards, and they did all kind of things back then. They were people that would call up spirits. They, they had all that kind of mess going on back then too. And they, they had seen stuff like that. Paul, you know, the, the apostles, they encountered stuff like that in the book of Acts. But many times Jesus would just speak. He would just speak. Um, at Mary and Martha's house, Mary sat at the feet. She was listening to the words, she said, what he's saying, his presence is awesome. I'm glad he's here, but I want to hear what he's got to say. But what if Jesus just come in and sit in the room and didn't say nothing? What's he doing? I don't know. He's just sitting there. Yeah, I wish he'd say something. Me too. <laughs> you know, because I want to hear what the King of Kings has got to say. And now that he lives inside of us and he's worked inside of us and he's changed our lives and given us a testimony, how dare we bottle it up? And, and, and close it up and sit on it and, and, and not say If we have believed We should be speaking Hello you know, it, it's, you know It used to be a lot said about Hey you need to witness to people You don't hear people talking about that much anymore But it used to be like We need to go out and witness And witness to people Well what did that mean It means just tell people what God has done in your life It didn't say you had to go explain the mystery, deep mysteries of the Bible Just what did he do for you did he heal you? Did he heal your mind, your heart, your emotions? Did he, did, he, did he fix you? Did he get you out of something? Did he open up a prison door and get you away? What did he do for you? Because guess what? There's multitudes just like you going through what you are, went through that need to hear your testimony. So when we have faith, when we believe, we can start speaking. We can speak to our circumstances in our life. We try to work, we want to work it out. Let me see if I can fix this. And then we, we try to sprinkle it with a little prayer. But what if we just went to prayer first? What if we spoke to it first, right away, immediately when we heard something? Because words are powerful. Words can invoke all kind of emotions. Will you marry me? What's that? When you propose, how, how did your spouse react? Huh? That, now sometimes that's fear, or great joy. It depends on if you was ready for that or not. I don't know. You know. But or we saw something on the scan. Those words terrify you. Yeah. Or what if it, the scan's all clear? Whew. You see how powerful what you say. What conveying information is uh, how, how great that is And when we have faith in God And what he can do And knowing that greater is he that's in me Than he that's in the world I, I can't punch the devil I can't kick him I, I wish I could Amen. Well I, actually I don't Because I don't want to see him I don't hunt I don't, it, I ain't a devil hunter I'm not, going, I'm not chasing nothing down but if it comes to me, I'm just going to speak to it. I'm just going to, you know, even in the, when they said they disputed about the, the body of, of Moses, said, he just said, the Lord rebuke you. He just spoke to him. said, I, I don't have to slap you. I'm just, the Lord rebuke you. That was powerful enough, a rebuke in the name of the Lord. And sometimes we could just, if we could just learn to speak. And I've seen that happen. from People with great faith where they, you know, immediately they would just cry out the name of the Lord, or speak the name of the Lord, and and in the name of Jesus, and things happened, and things stopped, or things moved forward. It, it just happened. I've have seen you know heard testimonies of people that, that that were in situations where it looked like hey they were fixed uh, you know uh, about to to run off the road or wreck or something, and they just cried out the name of the Jesus and. And all of a sudden somehow they're still on the road and they, they don't know how, they, how this happened. Why, how, how did I miss that car? How did I miss that guardrail? How, how am I still here? Man, it, there are things that we can see happen just by being able to speak. It's not a sideshow. You're not a circus freak. You're not somebody putting on an act for somebody. But faith in the name of Jesus is real. And we sometimes we rely Heavily on service to get it done for us. I, I, I look, now don't get me wrong, you know I love church. and I love everything about service. And service ought to be as great. And it is. We, I love powerful services. But what if we just came together and, and they played music but they didn't sing? And then I stood up here and, and just read my mind, you know, just. And then I said, okay, dismissed. Well, What happened today? Nothing happened. Nobody said nothing. There was nothing speaking. There was nothing going. There was none of that creative faith that comes through the power of speaking what you believe. That's why in a service when uh, they're singing and leading us in worship, often you don't have to just sing along with them, but this is a house of prayer. And that doesn't mean just on Monday night. Or just for a few minutes before service, but while you're uh, in the middle of the worship service, that's when you can be, be talking to God. You don't have to wait till I say, hey, come down and let's all gather in the altar. But while they're singing and the Spirit of God's moving, that's where you can be saying, God, you know what I need today. And if you've been sick, God, I'm going to be healed today in the name of Jesus. I'm gonna, you know, you can just be praying because this is a house of prayer and prayer is about speaking to God. And when we come in with thanksgiving and with praise, we're lifting our voices like a trumpet. We're speaking to see, and it makes the atmosphere change. When Isaiah saw the Lord high lifted up, he said the, the post of the door moved at the voice of them that were worshiping. They were worshiping and crying out, holy, 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 and it was causing the atmosphere to change. Things were happening because of what was coming out of their mouth. And sometimes it's not... Our, our, just our, imprese- our presence, uh, our, our presence doesn't in- inspire fear in the enemy. But it's what we say. Amen. Remember he said, I believe, therefore I have spoken. The Bible says you believe in one God, you do well. The, the devil's also believe and tremble. Well, if you believe, you speak about him. Man, if the enemy's bothering me, I just tell him, I say, I know what scares you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God's one Lord. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. There's one God and Father above all, through all in us, all his name is Jesus. Hey, the enemy knows that and he's afraid of that. And I believe in that and I speak that. And I'll keep him off of me like that. But I'm telling you, when we have faith, we can start speaking to our circumstances. Instead of backing up and retreating and and giving in and and just imploding, start saying, this is not going to be in the name of Jesus. Just, I'm going to live. One writer said, I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. I'm not not going to die. Heal me and I shall be healed. Save me and I shall be saved. He just spoke it out there. Because that's what I believe about God. God is still in the taking care of his kids' business. <laughs> he, he said, Upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Well, that, friend, we are that church. And we've got a greater truth. The enemy could come to you with a truth. Hey, you're sick. That's right, I am. But there's a greater truth that by his stripes I am healed. Come on, somebody. There's there's a greater truth that you can speak. Oh, you know you were awful. You're right, I was. But now I'm washed. Now I'm sanctified. Now I'm justified in the name of the Lord and by the Spirit of God. Oh, I know it's true. I know I was awful. I was a liar, a thief, a cheat, a dopehead, a drug addict, you know, an alcoholic, whatever you Uh, you want. I was bad. That's what I was. I know that's the truth. But the truth is that the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. And and you can just start speaking that I have been redeemed and purchased by the blood of the Lamb of God. And nothing the enemy says can get past that blood. He can't put that sin back on you. He can't stain you all over again. He can't go digging around in the water to pull up those garments that got left in there. Those are grave clothes. You've been washed in the blood. There's power in the words that we speak, and 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 I know that the, the scripture says there's a time to be silent, but then there's a time to speak. I get that we need to be silent when the Lord's speaking so we can hear. When we need to be silent sometimes so we can receive instruction, but then we need to speak. What we're supposed to say, what we're supposed to do, in. And, and, Ask, the Lord said, and it shall be given. He didn't say just put your hand out. He said, ask. Speak. What am I asking for? To show me you believe that I can do it. That I've got this for you. In Mark 11 and 23, the Lord said, For verily I say unto you, so I'm telling you something. Well, the Lord can't lie. His word's true. It's forever settled. So he said, I'm saying this to you so you'll believe that whosoever shall say under this mountain, be removed. I just got to say to it. Speak to it. Be removed. Be cast in the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. But if he don't say nothing, he don't get nothing. Mountains are still in the way. Obstacles are still blocking my path. Because a lot of times people think, well, that's just, you know, I don't know what they think. I don't know what they, they thought. Well, he's talking in some kind of figurative way, but you don't have to really say, speak to that mountain. Well, people will think I'm crazy. So what? They think you're crazy if you say you love Jesus anyway. Uh, just, but when they see, how do you just keep going? Because I just keep speaking and things keep moving. <laughs> how, how are you still moving forward? Because I'm just I'm I'm speaking to those things. Those things have got to go in the name of Jesus. Yeah, right. Come on, somebody. We, we, we've got power in that word. You you know if, if words are that powerful naturally, just what we say, you know, I hate you, or you're ugly, or you're mean, or you know, you or Hey, you're pretty or you're nice. You know, if those words are so powerful that it affects someone's life, what about the forever settled Word of God? That's why a lot of our ladies, they've got these little books called Pray the Word, and we talk about praying the Word sometimes because you're praying that Word. When you pray, you pray in faith, and you're speaking the Word of God in faith, and you're believing that the things that are here are going to come to pass. I believe that he came and that he died and rose from the dead and he ascended back up. But I believe he's coming back. It's going to happen. I believe that. And so how can we sit and be silent as we wait for the return of the king? When he just simply rode into Jerusalem on a, on a, on a donkey, uh, they were crying out and praising him and worshiping him with, but, uh, because here he, you know, here he comes. Here comes the king of kings and here comes the Lord of lords. Well, he's coming back. Why are we silent now? Why are we quiet about it now? Everybody else is talking about what they, you know, this world is proclaiming loudly. What they believe and, and what they want to see happen and what they want to uh, force on us. So, why should we be quiet about what can save people forever? In James 5 16 and 17, is, he said, Confess your faults one to another, pray for one another, that's all vocal, that you may be healed. There's a lot of, uh, you know know what? No prayer is the silent killer. We talk about heart conditions, the silent killer. But but he said, if you're not confessing, you're not praying, people are not getting healed. He said, but the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Things happen when you believe, when you're passionate, when when you know that God is can do what he said he can do and the scripture says that Elias was a man subject to the same kind of things we are but he prayed earnestly that it might not rain and it didn't rain by the space of three years and six months what about that so he wanted something to happen so he prayed he said he prayed that it wouldn't rain it stopped raining but then it goes on to tell us that he, then he prayed again and it started raining you can stop and start a lot of things in your life if you would just speak in faith And, you know, people kind of made, I don't know, started, you know, I guess they they used to make fun of a lot of the old timers and and things because, oh, they pray about everything. Yeah, they saw a lot of things too. But for some of the younger generation coming up, I think we didn't want to feel like we were being ridiculed and, oh, they just pray at the drop of a hat and this, that, and the other. And we don't see the things that they saw because we don't pray the way they prayed. Man, I'm telling you, I, I heard, I've heard testimonies of them that they would not just uh, say some things, but they would do the act. I, I, I've heard of them uh, p- pulling over, opening up their car door, and saying, devil, get out of this car. Yes. <laughs> the enemy was tormenting. One uh, sister said that the enemy was tormenting her mind and on her one day, and she said, I went to open the door, the front door of the house. She said, I closed it back and said, you ain't worthy to go out to my front door. And she went to the back door and opened it up and said, get out of my house in the name of Jesus and, and rebuke that spirit out. You say, oh, that kind of sounds kind." Of yeah, well, these were great saints of faith that started churches and, and brought people in and did great things. And, and the reason the church at Milster was there was this lady was one of the people that went and got Brother Ebhart and asked him to come start that church. And that church was there for 47 years. Uh, and so, listen, you'd be surprised if you could just speak your faith and speak to your storms. I, I've said this before. You know, uh, Jesus simply said to the storm, peace be still. He didn't ha- have to snap his fingers or, or do any kind of he's, peace be still. And it stopped. I've said this before. I said when the, the storm meets the word, the The word always wins. And and whatever you're going through, it's got to bow down to the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, your situation can change just like that by speaking a word of faith. In Ezekiel, you'll read, he was, the Lord said, look at all these bones scattered out through there. And he said, here's what I want you to do. Don't go around collecting them up and trying to match them up. And you're not an archaeologist. He said, prophesy to them. Yeah. So he spoke to them, and the bones came together, and the flesh came upon them. They all stood up. And then he said, Now prophesy to the wind. And so he spoke to the wind, and, and it came in, and they came to life, and breath came into, them, into their bodies, and they were a great army. Because God gave the prophet words to say, words of life. What if we just started speaking what we believe? Quit trying to conjure it up by something. You, I know we've got to have works. Faith without works is dead. I I get that. And we should be working and we should be uh, full of good works. and We should let our light shine so people can see our good works. We've got to have works. But again, sometimes the work is what you're saying. The deed is what did you say? Did you say anything? Because there are things that I can't fix. I'm not a brain surgeon. I'm not any kind of medical doctor, but I can pray for you according to God's word and you can be healed. Right. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It's going to happen. It can happen. It does happen still today. So, what a great power this uh, spoken word can be. But, you know, with great power, I'm about to, say, I'm about to quote Ben Parker here. Anybody know? I'm talking. With great power comes great responsibility, and so words are powerful. God's word is powerful and sharp. It's like a two-edged sword, and and our words are powerful. And they, our words again can evoke a great range of emotion, depending on what you say or how you say it, or in the atmosphere or the place that you say it. You know, it, it can bring up a lot of things, and so that's why we are careful. We teach children when they're young. You know how many times have you grabbed your kid's mouth when they were little because they were about to they were in the wrong places you know yeah you know, they, they see somebody, they're kids, they're honest, they don't know anything any better, and they see somebody that looks kind of strange to them in a the store and they'd be like, "Hey, look at that That toy on that shelf Shh, you know. You got because you like you're gonna get me you about to start a fight in here. That's, you know, but that's how powerful words are. And so with those words, Proverbs eighteen twenty one says, Death and life. There's nothing more relevant to us as people than death and life. Because if we're alive we we know that if the Lord tarries, we're gonna die. That's coming. Death and life. It's the point the man wants to die. Don't get all. Uh, that's happening. If you're a child of God, you're like to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. You know, so. Uh, but death and life are in the power of the tongue. In the power of the tongue, because when we. Uh, call on the name of the Lord. We can be saved. We can, we can confess our faults and be forgiven. We, can, we, we make confession uh, unto everlasting life. Or we can deny. Yeah. And so uh, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And so we reap what we sow. So the power of the spoken word is in our tongue. It's in our mouth. We can speak life. We can speak faith, we can speak good things, or we can speak evil things. But the Bible tells us, Ephesians 131, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Put those kind of things away. That's not what we should, you know, sometimes we we feel justified in, in speaking evil of things that we don't like. Or about, you know, we say a politician does something we don't like and we're very quick to be ugly and speak. But the Bible says not to speak evil of no man. Because what did it do? Did, did it change it? Did it change? If they, they passed a law you didn't like and you, you go off on him, it didn't change the law. You just, we, there's no power in giving your two cents. <laughs> two cents don't get you nothing this day. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, it, the, the price of inflation is two cents don't get you nothing these days. But when you speak the word and you speak words of affirmation, you speak words of faith, when you speak the, the right kind of things, that's what is going to change this world for the better. That's what's going to work in your life. Uh, the, in Proverbs it said that, uh, you know, we, we don't like tail bearers, but it says the words of a tailbearer. And they're like wounds, hurts people. We must get our tongues under control. It's powerful, he said. If you if you uh, secretly slander your neighbor, he said, God said, I'll cut you off. If you slander your neighbors, you t- talk about them secretly, I will cut you off, honey. You can come on to the music. I'll say I'm running out of time here, and I'll try to get to the the good stuff. <laughs> um, but James chapter three went on to tell us that the that the tongue is an unruly member and, and no man can tame it and and uh, so we we have to have the spirit of God. That's maybe that's one reason, you know, God gave us that unknown tongue, that spirit of God, and that evidence is speaking in tongues because it lets us know that we have surrendered our tongue to the Lord. We've letting God speak through us, and sometimes you'll speak through the Holy Ghost in your own language. It'll be the whole, when Peter stood up and was preaching, it was under the Holy, Holy Ghost, and so people could understand what he was saying. But uh, the scripture says, Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking guile. It said, He that keeps his mouth keeps his life. But he that opens wide his lips will have destruction. So, we, you know, with so many positive things to say about God, and the wonderful things he has done and will do why would we use our speech for negative speech why not say you know, the Bible says with our mouth we bless the Lord and then curse those that are made in his image and it's, that shouldn't be we shouldn't do that we may not like what people do but it's not for us to curse them I, it ain't popular today you know, People want to throw rocks. People love throwing rocks today. We may not like what people do. Look, we don't a lot of people don't like what we do. And we don't like it when they call us crazy and snake handlers and you know, all kind of things. We, we don't like because it it's not true. Colossians 4 and 6 says, Let your speech be always with grace. Let your speech, the things that come out of your mouth, Be always with grace, seasoned with salt, so that you know how to answer every man. Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and health to the bones. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and pictures of silver. It's valuable. The words of the wise are as goads and nails fastened by the master of assemblies, which are given from one shepherd. A soft answer turns away wrath. But grievous words stir up anger. And finally, Isaiah 50 and 4 says, The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. We talked about restoring such a one if we see overtaken in a fault. God gave us a tongue and some learning so we know how to speak a word Whatever season they're in, if they're weary, that's good. Cause I want to help people, and oftentimes I can't help them. I can't get. You know, I need a job. Well, I can't give you a job. I don't have a job. <laughs> you know, I'm not. A, you know, I, I need. I need a house. Well, I don't have a house either. I don't. Have, you know, it's uh, there's things maybe physically I can't give you, but I can speak faith and favor and pray for you. And give you instruction from God's word and and help you to see that things will be all right. And the church is going to move forward by not just what we do with our hands, but by what we say. There's a lot of people, humanitarian efforts in the world that have nothing to do with the Lord. And they can go into communities and bring bottled water and bring things and do stuff like that and help rebuild and do things. And nobody's soul is touched at all. but the church can help build lives. I'm talking about their life. It can help them see that all is not lost, but there is hope that God is for me. And if God be for me, who can be against me or what can be against me? And nothing can separate me from the love of God. So I'm thankful today that God has given us the power of spoken word. And if we're gonna do the things that Jesus did in greater things... Good part of his ministry was speaking. So you, you, you need to get that settled in your heart all right now. God's gonna put a word in your mouth. Jeremiah said, I wasn't gonna say nothing else. I was gonna just quit speaking. But it was like fire shut up in my bones, and I could not, I couldn't hold it anymore, and I had to speak. And so don't I don't know what fire shut up in your bones feels like. We always think about that. Ooh, that's exciting, but it was something that provoked him to open his mouth back up. So it might've been the Lord like, I'm turning the heat up, boy. You better start talking. I don't want God to turn the heat up on me. I just want to do it obediently. Amen.